This episode is sponsored by Visual Media. Are you an entrepreneur or a small business looking to take your brand to the next level? Then Visual Media is the service for you. Visual Media is a video production company who specializes in creating high-quality visual content for social media, websites, and online courses. Head over to Visual Media on Instagram and drop Resilience in their DM to get started. That's V-Z-U-A-L-M-E-D-I-A underscore to get started. What's up, everyone? This is Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown, the number one podcast for anyone looking to have a greater human experience. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown. And today, our special guest is Disha. What up? Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course, of course. Uh, so go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you sent over your bio, but I'm, I don't want to chop it up. So I'll let you go ahead and take it away. Yeah, so I am a social media coach and consultant. I help entrepreneurs to make more money online, hopefully organically, and spending less money everywhere else. Um, I started my business officially in 2016, um, but I had a roller coaster ride of getting here, as I think every entrepreneur does. Um, through, I ended up quitting my job three times. Um, before I finally stuck it out as being an entrepreneur. Um, so, And I traveled a lot in that process trying to figure out what it was, what lifestyle it was that I wanted to create and what my life was going to look like rather than the predetermined life that we are told we should live. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's just jump right in. You said it was like a roller coaster and I have to agree. So tell us a little bit about those uh, those highs that you were, you know, those roller coasters that go up and down. Let's talk about the, the successes and, and the highs uh, points. Yeah, so su- successes was quitting for the final time, right? Quitting, <laughs> quitting my job and finally sticking it out as an entrepreneur. And I rem- I when I did it, it was terrifying mm-hmm. because that commitment. I by that point, I had I owned a house and I uh, I'm single, so I was um, you know paying my own bills and my own mortgage. And my business had to sustain all of that and my dog as well. Of course, can't forget him, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so it was just the two of us. And when I quit my job. I knew that my business had to pay for all of that. Mm-hmm. So, I uh, but I had got to a point where my business was overtaking my full-time income. So I had already hired staff. I had a VA that was working with me whilst I was working full-time mm-hmm. so that I could scale the business whilst not working in it as much. And mm-hmm. um, I was doing social media management then. So I was working with clients all over the world. And I have to say, doing it this way is hard work and you need determination, right? I was up at 5 a.m. working from my bed before I went to work and I was doing live videos outside of my office, like on my lunch break and <laughs> working working on the way for a night out in the taxi on the way there. And my friends are going, what are you doing? I'm like, just sending my messages to clients. And they're like, for a night out. And I'm like, yeah, well, I got work to do. <laughs> So it is It is not the easiest of things to do, right? Is build your business up to that sort of income. 
but I knew that I needed to be in a place for the third and final time of quitting my job that I wasn't going to have to go back into employment again. Mm -hmm. um, and when I did it, one of the things that I have learned about myself over this entire process is I strive when I am put in difficult situations. Ah, okay. Gotcha. So pressure. I, yeah, I, the pressure to me is thriving. So I'm like, yes. So what I did when I quit my job was one of the thought processes I had was, right, if it, if it all goes wrong, if all my clients leave me and I make no money, I can go and get a job. But knowing that had a safety net was not going to work for me either, right? So in my mind, I'm like, I could go get a job, but do I? that's not going to work. So what I did was I packed up my house, my dog. I put my house on Airbnb because I had I owned my home then. So I put my house on Airbnb and my dog and I drove to the south of Spain and worked there for three months because I couldn't get a job in the south of Spain. So I was like, I don't speak any Spanish, so I'm going to have to make this business work. <laughs> and I had rented my place out, so I couldn't go back. And I was like, this has to work. So I just buckled down. the boat. Doubled. Exactly. You burned the boats. I love, I love hearing stories of how people uh, defy the odds. There's a, there's no options. This has to work. And it yeah. always, it, it always encourages me to try this angle, do this, do it this way. And just in life in general, I love you burn the boats. I love it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> going back I have to make this work so within the next three months I doubled my revenue again in my business I hired more team members and I was like okay I can come back and I can I know I can do this and I can pay my bills and it's gonna be fine and that's the kind of the way I've played my entire business I always know that I'm gonna have enough money and it's gonna be fine and I'm gonna pay my bills and everything's gonna be gravy because I just have that knowing now that it'll be okay I'm yeah. fine. I love that. Burn the boats. Burn the boats and get it done. How how was your mindset from the from the moment you decided to put your your house up on Airbnb and move to the south of Spain? What what was developing that type of mindset like for you in that moment? I am so used to upping and leaving at this point uh, that that was normal for me. So um, other people listen to that like, wow, that's a lot. But um, previously, so in 2012, I was working in a job that I thought I wanted. I studied, I went to university to do a degree in events management. I was working in events. I was doing all the things I thought I was supposed to do, mm -hmm. but I was miserable. So I was like, right, I got to do something about this. So I sold everything and booked a one-way flight to Thailand. And I was like, I'm just going to go here and figure this out. Um, so I went and I taught English. Turns out, not a huge fan of kids, so not going <laughs> to be a teacher. Um, <laughs> so I was like need to find something else I'll to do because teaching English is not going to be my calling. Gotcha. So 
I taught myself marketing then. So I built a website. I learned how to do all the coding, built my whole website, built social media following for a completely different business that made me absolutely no money. But I learned so much about the process. Mm -hmm. And I met somebody there who was like, do you want to come to Australia with me? And I'm like, sure. Okay. So I got on a flight to Australia. I ended up staying in Australia for three and a half years. And I got jobs in marketing. So I was building up my experience in marketing in corporate Australia and building up this wealth of knowledge. But again, I still was like, right, well, now I'm just living in a hotter country working. Like this wasn't the aim either. Yeah. So I quit my job and booked a one-way flight back to Asia. Um, and that's when I started social treats in 2016 because I was house sitting around Asia um, bouncing around thinking, okay, I've got to start this business and figure this out. Cause this as the thought, what I thought was the lifestyle I wanted. Mm -hmm. And then I realized I hit 30 and I went, I got to do some adulting. Like, I gotta <laughs> grow up. <laughs> so I was like, what do I do now? So I came back to England, um, got a job and bought a house. And then I was like, okay, this is it. And then I realized that wasn't going to be it. And I started building my business again and then quit again. <laughs> so I, I'm kind of used to just throwing all my toys out of the pram and being like, burn it all. I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. I love it. So you already have the, you had already built up the, the grit, the muscle, the resiliency to know that at the very, very end of the day, you would be okay. Yeah. Love it. That's yeah. amazing. The funny thing is I, um, many, many years ago, I went to a, uh, and this I've only just remembered this when you mentioned that thing. Um, I went to a psychic many, many years ago. And the only thing she told me was you will be okay. And, she, and at the time I was like, great, cool. Yeah. Glad I paid money for that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> she was like, I know that sounds really terrible, but that's all I got to tell you. And I was like, okay, cool. Right. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so I just, I guess I just know that everything will be all right and I'll yeah. be okay. That's, that's, that's wonderful. And just your ability to uh, navigate what what you thought you wanted yeah um what society kind of pushed you towards and you were like mm, no try it again mm, no and you always knew deep down like you no know, this i want to be able to do this on a grand scale help a lot of people and travel while doing it yeah yeah and the funny thing is now I've created this life that I love because I have a house and I have a home base, but I already have like five holidays booked this year and probably add another two at least on the way, <laughs> like throughout the year. <laughs> then I'm the person that everybody goes, do you want to come on this trip? I'm like, sure. Like I had somebody yesterday, do you want to come to a conference in Lisbon in November? I'm like, okay. Like, let's sure. do it. <laughs> Why not? I love the spontaneity. Yeah, exactly. I love the spontaneity. Like, just just do it. Um, I think it's really, really important for people to understand that life is meant to live. 
and experience, right? Not just to survive, not just to, not just to, you know, keep your head right above water. Like you are, we are put here for an experience. And what better way to do it than just saying, hey, like, you want to go somewhere? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the, what I ask myself is, and people laugh at this all the time, but am I going to die? Probably not. So let's do it. You know, <laughs> I had a story of jumping off of a, a mountain, a rock, a cliff, whatever you want to call it, um, back in 2016. And I, I had that, am I going to die? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but I know what life has been like living without doing this thing, right? We don't know what life is going to be like after we do this thing. So just, I always just say, just jump off the rock, just do it. If you, if you know, like you're not going to die, you're not going to harm yourself in any way, shape or form. Uh, maybe you might get it like a little, your feelings hurt or whatever the case may be, but you're not going to die. Yeah. Do it. Jump off the rock. I mean, there have definitely been situations I found myself through traveling that I'm like, that's probably not the safest <laughs> way to put myself in right there. But, you know, I'm still alive, so it's fine. <laughs> so let's, let's talk social treats. What exactly is that? So I help entrepreneurs to build businesses, mainly through communities. I love communities because it has helped me build friendships all over the world. So I have friend, um, a friend flying in in a couple of months, actually, from Canada. And we I flew over to Canada last year to see her. Um, and we met online. And I have friends all over the world that I've met online through communities um, who have become real life friends. Mm -hmm. So building businesses through community is just amazing to me because you get to know people on an intimate level and build those relationships. So then they become, they know, love and trust you a lot quicker and they want to buy from you a lot quicker and you can build that business that way. So Social Treats started out as a social media management agency mm -hmm. and I started building, um, running communities, running Facebook, running Instagram, running all sorts of social media platforms for other businesses. And as I grew, I actually um, grew a huge agency and decided I didn't like it anymore. So I closed it all down um, and I transitioned to coaching and consulting um, because I found that building the agency was fantastic in terms of revenue and me not having to do stuff. And it, I was very much behind the scenes, but I'm not a behind the scenes type of person. I can tell. So, Right? <laughs> oh, I love the energy. Hey, hey, hey. Did you know I wrote a book? It's called The Value Method, Five Steps to Unlocking Your Greatest Potential. And in it, I share just that. Five wildly easy, actionable steps that will set you up to have a greater human experience daily. I've included interactive worksheets and small assignments at the end of each chapter you're literally creating a living blueprint of your best life. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to purchase your copy and a copy for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> so 
They're going to work for me. So I closed it all down, lost all my team, and then built a consultancy so that I could help people. Because I, I found a lot of people coming to me in the agency who were willing to pay my prices and I wasn't cheap um, because they wanted my specific help, but they didn't have a lot of the, the pieces of the puzzle that were going to be, enable them to be successful. Mm -hmm. So like the strategy around what they were doing, how they were delivering what they were doing, the outcomes of the programs that they were selling. There were little nuances that as a social media manager, I wasn't in the position to do, but as a coach and a consultant, I can say, hey, we need to go back a few steps before we launch forward and we can build this systematically rather than jumping straight ahead to hiring out a social media manager. Because a lot of people do that when they come into businesses, they they want to run before you can walk and hire, hire lots of big team members to do everything for us. But we haven't got the basic steps in place first mm -hmm. and then everything collapses around you, right? So you need to build that foundation first and then have then build out the social media manager on top once you've had a few clients and you're making sort of 10 20k months build bring in a social media manager because then you know your own world and your ideal clients and everything about your business and you're not just handing off a piece of it and hoping somebody else can come in and work that magic for you love it love it love it now you don't have to tell me every single piece of foundation but if you had two or three key parts to building that foundation, what would they be? So one of the first things is focusing on the outcome. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people who start a business have a process or something that they teach. And that is what they try and sell. And I was on a call um, with a client earlier today, actually. And I was like, nobody wants to buy the tools or the techniques of how to do this. Okay. Because people are lazy. They want to buy the result it is going to drive. So, and that is what we have to sell. And so many people be like, well, this is what I teach. I'm like, yeah, but nobody wants to buy work. Mm -hmm. Like, they nobody want to buy that. to buy work. Do y'all hear that? <laughs> nobody, <Yeah>. <laughs> nobody wants to buy work. I love it. Okay. <laughs> Right? We have to do the work, otherwise we're not going to get the results. Like when you want to get skinny, you have to go to the gym and like do some exercise because you're not just going to magically get skinny. Yeah. But you don't go to the gym just because you want to do the work. You go to the gym because you want to get skinny. Like, those results. End result. Yeah. You want the result. And then you have to do the work to get the result, but nobody buys into the work. So yeah. So many people miss that and they're like, oh, I, I've made sales and I have some clients. I'm like, yeah, but you could accelerate that so much if you were clear on the outcome that you offer rather than selling the tools and the techniques of how you get there. Gotcha. Okay. So that is step one of knowing that. Um, the other um, sort of foundation, if you like, is building out so you're ready to scale. Gotcha. So the one thing that I see so many people do is wait until they've got a few clients and then they're like, oh, now I'll build out the standard operating procedures or now I'll build out on the right system rather than 
using another system. And I did it too. Like you mm-hmm. buy bits and pieces of systems. You think, oh, I'll just use that one because it's cheap. And I'll just use that one because it's cheap. And I'll I'll do this because it's like, pay, I call it paper mashing things together. Like it works, <laughs> but it's not very good. Like, yeah. you know, when, when a kid draws something, you're like, cool, what is that? Like, <laughs> looks really good. I have no idea what it is, but <laughs> so that, that's the type of thing that you're building when you start this. So what I say is build out your business because you know it's going to be successful rather than building it from a place of, well, I'll do that for this for this amount of time. I'll do that for this amount of time. Mm-hmm. Build it out from a place of knowing what it's going to be and what it's going to um, what it's going to look like. And I see so many people create this huge vision for their business, but then the steps that they're taking aren't taking them towards that vision. Gotcha. Because they're misaligned, whether that's the vision they actually want or not, or whether they're just not sure how to build that vision, mm-hmm. but creating the vision for your business and then actually moving the steps forward, knowing that it will be successful rather than guessing and slapdashing and paper mashing things together. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so clarity in your vision is very, very important. When did you get clarity and what you ultimately wanted? See, I think, I think what I do is I create the vision of what my life looks like. And then I build my business around that. Gotcha. Okay. So one of the things that I, uh, I think people miss out on is, and this comes from working in a nine to five in a corporate environment and everything else that was drilled into us from kids of the life we should create mm-hmm. is that we have to work this nine to five thing and we have to build a business. Even if we are entrepreneurs, we have to build business and we have to do this and we have to do that and we have to do this. What I do is put my lifestyle there and then build my business around that. So one of the first things that I did was I don't book calls on Mondays or Fridays in my business um, because I want the option to take a long weekend. I just, if I want to. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. I have to rearrange anything because I've already, I don't book calls on those days anyway. So I can just take it off. Phone. Of course, if I'm at home and I want to work, I can work too. Mm-hmm. Option. Um, but I don't have to because everything is stacked into mo- Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. The same as all of my programs, um, whether you join a group program or a one-on-one program, I have calls every other week Got rather it. than every week because next week I'm going on holiday and it's not affecting any of my programs because it's the alternate week. So I don't have to rearrange any calls. I don't have to apologize to any of my clients for missing a week because everybody knows that the calls are every other week. So I built that into my business so that I don't have to be there every week if I don't want to, because I like booking spontaneous holidays and be like, I don't have any calls this week. I'm going away. I love it. So you, you create the life the vision of what you want and expect your life to look like. And then you build your business, build your, your framework work around that. Exactly. Genius. (laughs) (laughs) Genius. That makes so much sense. I wonder why that isn't, like everybody doesn't do that 
everybody doesn't think that way. Everybody doesn't focus on building their their entrepreneurial life or just regular life like that. Yeah. Huh. Right. And and it's because we get we get taught about this hustle culture that we have to be working and doing all the things. And when I first quit my job, I was exactly the same. I got up and I sat at my desk at nine o'clock and was like, what do people do all day? Like now I can run my own business. I just sit here for five hours or like eight hours a day. Like, okay. And then when I started playing with it, I'm like, oh, I could go and get my nails done in the middle of the day or I can go to Go take myself out for lunch. One of my favorite things is to go take myself out for lunch. <laughs> updating myself. <laughs> take myself out for lunch today. And I, I've just moved house. Um, but my old place, I had a, a cafe I'd go to. And I knew the staff. And they'd get there and they'd, and they'd have my lunch. And they'd be like, what kind of day is it? Are we having dessert or wine today? I'm like, we're going to go for wine. We're celebrating today. We're celebrating. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> because I would take myself out for lunch almost every week. Like it's date day. We're going for lunch. I love it. And, and that just taps into you. We're just going to go right back to the community, mm-hmm. right? You, yeah. who you are naturally draws people to you. I feel that. Am yeah. I wrong? No, yeah, no, I know. Uh, yeah, your natural, exactly. your personality, um, your outgoing, your spontaneous, and people are drawn to that energy. I wrote a book. It's called the Value Method, and the last step is the energy and enthusiasm that you bring into your life, yeah. and and how that either draws people towards you or pushes people away. Yeah, exactly. And and, and I think that that energy and that enthusiasm is really really important especially when you are in the business of relationships. Yes. Yeah. It makes a huge difference if you are a nice person. (laughs) And I tell people all the time, like business isn't hard. If you are a human that likes being a nice person, Mm. it's really not because you just have conversations. And I have clients that send me messages. They've, they've had conversations and I'm like, you sound weird. <laughs> I'm like, would you like go up to a random person and say the things you've just said in Messenger? And they're like, no. I'm like, right. So why have you done that on Messenger? Because you sound like a weirdo. And they're like, I see what you mean. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, still be a nice human. Yeah. Because you're on, on Messenger and you're trying to have a sales conversation doesn't mean you have to be a weirdo about it. Just be a human. Just be be you. And I think I think I think COVID, right? COVID came in and it kind of put us in a space where we kind of lost, not everyone, but some people actually lost their sense of self. Yeah. So getting, getting out of the, the space of being alone, that space of just being by yourself, having to talk to, you just had conversations with yourself, right? Yeah. And you're like your dogs or your cats or your TV or whatever the case may be. Now we're back into the world and things are trying to kind of getting back to normal. Now we have to have conversation again and what one thing that I found is that 
people kind of lost what it's like just to have a basic normal conversation. Yeah. And that's why that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast just just so I can sit on the other end of this uh, video or in person and we can just have a conversation. Yeah, exactly. And I think that comes across in the content that you create as well when you're putting your content out into the world. Um, One thing I see a lot of people doing is being too sort of cardboard in the content and trying to be really corporate and that's not the space that anybody is in anymore. Even if you're on LinkedIn or Facebook or any other platform, people are not that stiff corporate environment anymore in any business because so many businesses worked from home for so long, whether they're still working from home or have a remote business, whatever it is, they there's been a massive shift in the way people communicate even if it's just in consuming content, it has to be in a friendly manner that people want to be communicated with and relate to rather than, they say that um, statistically, when you're creating content on social media platforms, you should create content as if you're talking to like a seven-year-old because that is how people consume content. So if you start using long words or complex language, you lose people Mm -hmm. because they've not got time for that. So you have to to almost dumb down your content. So you're not using any complex language, industry specific language, and you're making things really easy for people to consume because that is the world that we live in where people want consumable content and they want to be able to engage with you in an easy manner that they can do quickly. So I see so many, um, engagement style posts where people ask deep and meaningful questions right like what is the meaning of life ain't nobody answering now on social media post like come on (laughs) nobody knows it too it takes too much thought process we have a span of less than goldfishes now we have seven less than seven seconds to attach to attract any attention so if you're asking something that is deep and meaningful on social media and then wondering why nobody's responding that's why, because they've got to go away and think about it. And most people are scrolling through their social media whilst they're sat on the toilet or making dinner or waiting for the kids or whatever it is that they're doing in the moments between their day. They're not thinking about the deep issues on how to communicate with you in the manner you want to be communicated with. Mm. They're thinking about, oh, this seems fun. I can interact with this one whilst I'm doing this random thing. I love that. I love what you just said not being in a position or basically what businesses need to figure out is how to communicate with people, how they communicate, not how we want to be communicated with or expect other people to communicate. Yeah. Hey, 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 if you're enjoying this content, do not forget to rate and review. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, be sure to rate and review. It helps us reach more people in more ways. Now, let's get back to some resilience. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The the way that people consume content changes all the time. Mm -hmm. 
And that is hard for businesses, right? And you, but you've seen it over the last sort of 10 years. There's so many businesses that have collapsed because they haven't moved with the times. Uh-huh. You know, like even when we talk about like Blockbuster, for example, like they never wanted to go online. So they collapsed. Mm-hmm. Whereas you'll see this now in shifts online where people don't want to change the way that they're interacting with their customers online. So therefore, they're not going to get any more customers anymore. Mm-hmm. Have to be looking at the algorithms, looking at what's hot, looking at what's trending, and keeping up with those things so that you don't get left behind as a business and then run out of customers. Adaptation. You got to exactly. be able to evolve with the times. Yeah, exactly. and you, and you have to be okay with that. Yes. There's a lot of people who aren't who don't like change. And I understand that, right? I don't, there's some change that I don't like, period, yeah. right? But when it comes to running a business, you have to keep up with what is going on in the moment. Yeah. That's so very important. Wow. Why do you think that's so important? Um. Because the way that people consume is different. Mm-hmm. So also the other thing I see is, and this happens a lot with large organizations who plan out their content so far in advance. Mm-hmm. And then this major milestones, like you, we saw it a lot in the UK, like when the queen died and people had forgotten that they had scheduled content in advance. And it was so inappropriate for the moment. You're like, things like that that happen you're like oh your social media manager definitely should have checked that content before it went out (laughs) that's awkward um that happen whereas if you're a small entrepreneur you can constantly be looking at that and you know what is going out i schedule my content out in advance but I don't do it more than a week or so in advance because I want to make sure that everything that I'm putting out there is current and, and also with the times so I, because I've been writing content for so long, it doesn't take me very long to write content. I have worked with clients who tell me it takes them an hour to write a post. And I'm like, what are you doing? What? Like that is ridiculous. Um, but because they need to think through the process and how they're going to articulate everything they're doing, it takes a little bit longer. Um, and people get quicker at that. Mm-hmm. But also I feel like people are getting distracted. So realistically, yeah. of actual writing time, you weren't typing on the keys for a whole hour. You might have been scrolling or looking for inspiration or doing other things that weren't necessarily typing on the content. Gotcha. So. <laughs> make sure that you're if you're in a content writing thing what I do is write down ideas as I notice them throughout my day so that then gotcha. I go to write I'm like oh yeah I remember all this stuff and I can just write mm-hmm. how do you feel about AI I don't like it right? <laughs> um I have I have friends that are playing with it a lot and creating content with it um but my problem with is is that it's not building that relationship. Mm. And even if you automate some stuff, so I've seen some people create um, AI content and use it for social media posts, and some of that has been great. But in terms of the relationship, 
it is still you as a human those people are buying um if you're a service so they they need to be connecting with you mm -hmm. so i think there's a space for it but i think relationships and those that build authentic relationships will be the most successful businesses out the back of it because i think there are so many businesses using and will use ai as sort of a cheat code if you like yeah to everything faster and quicker and and that will work for a while until people realize they actually want to connect with humans mm -hmm. gotcha. and, so so how about like a mixture of the two like you use ai you come up with your kind your caption right i've been playing around with it a little bit and not gonna i'm a little shook right yeah. i'm a little shook because the first thing i thought is like oh my gosh we're going to get dumber <laughs> like yeah. we're, we're going <laughs> we're going we're, we don't now we now we don't even have to really think now we don't have to really you know have that process of whatever whatever it looks like to you you can type in write a caption for uh resilience and it creates a freaking caption for you and where i can see the i can see where it can be beneficial i can also see where it could pose a threat to our thinking process and like you said the building those relationships i would love yeah. to see if we could get to a space where let's say we type in uh write a caption for confidence right and then it gives us a caption for confidence but we kind of manipulate it to we use some of it and then also put some of yourself in it yeah yeah i would like to see more of that mm -hmm. um i fear that people will use it just to create sort of copy and paste style mm -hmm. content um and i was i was watching an interview recently where they were talking about blogs and how AI will now create, you know, like 15 blogs for you in a second. So save you writing them. And now be because blogs are sort of almost redundant, who's written a, I haven't written a blog in years. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I could use AI to refresh my content on my website and look like I've written the blog. Realistically, does that sell anything for me? No, because I haven't written a blog in years and I still made sales. Um, <laughs> but is it going to refresh my website and make me look cool again? Maybe if anybody looks at blogs anymore. But yeah. I think that's the type of thing that you're, you might see marketers and marketing agencies doing because it's so easy for them to do. They're like, oh, we can create you 100 posts and we can create you 15 blog posts and loads of social media content and we'll charge you thousands of dollars and then it's just ai content and they've not actually done that much yeah and i can see that happening a lot with yeah. marketing agencies as well which it scares me for entrepreneurs who don't know that that's going to be happening do you know what i mean they're yeah. paying thousands of dollars for something and then getting ai bots to write it that they probably could have done themselves in 10 minutes. Yeah. So yeah. I see that happening a lot in the marketing industry, which scares me a little bit because I want people to get real authentic content that's mm -hmm. written for them rather than this sort of computer generated stuff. Yeah. As well. They're paying for it. I mean, if you pay somebody for 10 minutes of time and they build out an AI bot that does it all for you, awesome. As long as they know that that's what they're getting as well yeah being being that transparency exactly like what's happening yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. absolutely
it's a it's a it's an interesting world it's an interesting time that we're moving into i can yeah. say that i can say yeah, that. absolutely but like you say things are shifting and as businesses and entrepreneurs and as things change we're gonna have to shift and move with those times what ai can't do is video like mm -hmm. in terms of you as a human there are those video bots that you can now create that look kind of human but they're not you yeah um, so video content could be huge over the next few years as people start to realize this is the only way we're going to be able to consume realistic real content mm -hmm. that a human has created rather than not knowing if it's come from a bot or from a pure person so you could see video going massive in the next few years even more than it's been in the last couple yeah it's been crazy so yeah, yeah. that's that's a uh, that's great insight right there absolutely where can we find you on social media and how can we support you yeah so my website is dishwadup.com um i am pretty much the only dishwadup so you <laughs> pretty easy to find <laughs> <laughs> so you just search me on Google. I'm on Facebook. Uh, you can get my website. I have a Facebook group where I run loads of free training. Um, and I actually have a free, a free training most weeks on various different things. So come find me in my group as well. Again, post in my name. You'll find my group on social media as well. But I'm sure you can include the links down below as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Disha, for spend some time with us and really, really getting, getting that transparency, that authenticity that I just love to see on the other side of this camera. You're so welcome. Thank yes. you so much for having me. Absolutely. I have one more question for you. Ready? Go for it. What does resilience mean to you? Resilience means feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Love it. I think so many people let fear hold them back mm -hmm. and resist doing things because of what if and what if other people what people think what if this happens what if that happens and you can't control any of those things so just do it and you probably won't die you probably won't die see that's resilience in action y'all <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much thank you Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate and review. And remember, resilience in action will always lead to a greater human experience.